the Medrash says on this Pasuk, it says, V'yitein al Moshe, that Hashem gave to Moshe the Aserah Sedipras, the Ten Commandments, the tablets, that is, right? The tablets of the Ten Commandments. So, and this was the culmination of the 40 days on the mountain, right? So the Medrash says, Amr Rabbi Abahu, Rabbi Abahu said, Kol mem yom sha'asa Moshe l'mayla hayalamei Torah v'shecheach. The entire 40 days that Moshe was up on the mountain, what was he doing? He was learning with Hashem. He had the best chavrusa, the best teacher. He was learning with the Kaddish Baruch over these 40 days. Problem was, he was experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety along the way. I'm putting those words in. It doesn't say that. But it says he was learning Torah for those 40 days for Shecheh, but kept forgetting whatever he was learning. I mean, this the Torah is immense. The Torah is vast. It's beyond... The seas, it's so deep as the oceans, right? It's so vast. How is he supposed to remember it all? And he was distressed. He was learning and he was forgetting everything. Amalah, he said to Hashem, Ribbonu shalolam, ribbon ha'olam, yesh li mem yom, ve'ini yadeh dov, I've been here for 40 days and I still don't know anything. Now, you know, I'm surprised because even with 40 days, you know, how can you even learn for 40, you know, you need more, much more than 40 days. But he was complaining or, or crying to Hashem, saying, I've been here for 40 days. I still don't know a thing. I don't know a word. And he was upset about it. So, what did Hashem do? At the completion of these 40 days, Hashem gave as a Torah matana. He gave the Torah as a gift to Moshe. So he gave it as a gift to Moshe. Moshe was learning for 40 days, trying as much as he could to retain all this vast information not able to, upset that he was forgetting it. He davens to Hashem that it's, I can't get it, I'm not retaining it. Hashem gives it to him as a matana, gives it to him as a gift, right? So this is a famous madrash, you've never heard it before, but, you know, it really is a, an example, you know, an example of the concept of the effort we have to put in to our learning. And even after the effort we put into the learning, when, and when we talk about learning, we're talking about learning Torah, we're talking about learning about Hashem. We're talking about learning about truth, about reality, about ourselves. Ruchnia, spirituality. Oh, that's Torah. That's, that's the general term of Torah. When a person learns and is exerting the effort to learn, it's not always easy to, re- to retain everything. It's not always easy. It's, we know it's hard to remember. Right? This week I was talking to somebody and they were talking about a particular issue in their life, whatever it was. And I, I was like, and I was like, I knew I'd just learned recently about something to do with audience. I couldn't, I couldn't pull it up. I was just like, I was so frustrated that I couldn't, you know, remember what I was, what I'd learned. And, you know, people ask me, you know, what, what did I teach, teach last week? And I, I, I'm forgetting. I can't remember what I taught last week, you know, so, but it's, it's, it's a reality. We forget. It's very, very difficult. But the Medrash says, as with Moshe, the final result of Moshe's being able to hold on to what he had was a matana, was a gift from Hashem. And this is what the, the Radal is one of the famous commentators of the Medrash says. He says, he was learning it, he was forgetting it, and he says, the concept is, the message of the Medrash is, as I just said, is to, to show and to teach the generations to come. Like it says in Tractate Megillah on page 6b. So all of those who learned Megillah will remember it so well, right? So uh, the, the, the Gemara says there, In order to retain the learning, you need siyata deshmaya. In order to retain what you learn, 
you need a gift. You can put out effort, right? But ultimately, it's a gift from Hashem to be able to retain everything that you learn. But the Eitzah, the counsel that one needs, the counsel that we, we have in order to retain what we learn is lispala Allah we have to daven to Hashem for it. If we don't daven for it, we don't ask for Hashem, Hashem for it, then it's uh, then we can't expect to receive it. Like Moshe did, he cried for it, he davened to Hashem, Hashem gave it to him as a matana. That's the formula, that's the instruction, that's the advice. You're learning, whether you're learning Path of the Just, whether you're learning the Tanya, whether you're learning the Parasha, whatever you're learning, learning Halacha, then the ability to retain the data, to retain the knowledge, to retain it all, Depends upon your effort, true, absolutely, but to feel it as well. You've got to ask Hashem. You've got to daven to Hashem. I've got to daven to Hashem. Say to Hashem, please help me to remember this. These are diamonds. You know, what greater commodity is there in the world than words of Torah? They're diamonds. They're the most precious things in the world. You think about all of the, all of the dictums of Pirkei Ovis, all of the messages of the Chumash, all of the commentaries of this one and that one. Each one is a gem. You know, you want to hold on to it. If you had diamonds, you'd want to hold on to them. You don't want to lose them. In order to retain them, to be able to be absorbed inside of us, we have to daven for it. And that's what the Medrash, Moshe daven for it. And that's what the Gemara says. You daven for it. And that's what we need to feel it because it's siyata deshmaya. Ultimately, it's, a, it's assistance from heaven. So that's what the Gemara says. However, however, not as simple as that, right? Because this Gemara, which he quotes, which he connects to that Medrash, which we all learned together uh, several months ago, last year, this Gemara gives us a little bit more behind the scenes. Because this principle of, of learning and the retention, the retention of what we learn as being a function of siyata deshmaya, of assistance from heaven, only applies to one category of learning of one category of, of wisdom. It only applies to the category of wisdom which the Gemara describes as girsa, to maintain one's learning, to maintain, to retain the information. And I'm going to call that data. The data of Torah, which also in, in, the, in, the, in, in the, you know, one of the words is chokhmah. Chokhmah is called date, is data. The data of not of Torah is chokhmah. And the Gemara says that the the need for siyata deshmaya, for assistance from heaven, applies only to the retention of what you learn. But there's a whole other category of learning. And the other category of learning is what's called l'chadude. L'chadude. Now, when I was reading this, you may be, when you, when you hear that expression, l'chadude, you're probably thinking about Kabbalah Shabbos, l'chadude, l'chadude, right? Right, it's that that, that that's not it's, it's a different. I mean, that's a different expression. Lachadudi means come, my beloved. Right, we, we, let's greet the Shabbos. Right, that's two words. That's with the chaf. This word over here is uh, is one word with a ches. Lachadudi, lachadudi, and that means to refine and to sharpen one's perception and understanding of what you're learning. It's a different concept, right? The l'ukme girsa is retention, and l'chadude means to sharpen, to have a clear, sharp, precise clarity on whatever you're learning. So you may not have a lot of data to your credit, but whatever you do learn, 
you learn it really well and you really understand it thoroughly, deeply, precisely, that's called the chaduday, to sharpen your understanding. The Gemara says, for that category of learning, it's not based upon siyata deshmaya. It's not based upon a gift from Hashem. That Hashem just gives it to you. That's based upon the good old, you know, expression, you know, you work hard, you succeed. You work hard, you succeed. And the Gemara opens up, the Gemara says, if a person says to you, if a person says to you, you gati, you gati volumutsasi, I worked hard, but I wasn't successful. I didn't succeed. I'll t- don't believe him. It's not true. And the Gemara says it's referring to this category of learning Torah, the refinement, the sharpening, the understanding of what you're learning. If you, a person says, I tried, I wasn't successful. I'll tell him, don't believe him. If he says, lo yagati, umutsosi, I didn't lift a, lift a finger. I didn't work hard. I didn't study. I didn't do anything. And I understood. I really understood. It just came to me naturally. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. Al-Tami. And thirdly, if he says, Yogati umutsosi, I toiled, I exerted myself, and I succeeded in understanding, yes, believe him. Because it comes to clarity of understanding, the clear perception, your brain, your mind, understanding what you're learning, that's dependent upon the effort you put into it. The more effort you put into it, the more you'll understand that you'll be successful. It's a guarantee, the Gemara says. It's a guarantee, right? Again, to retain, to retain the retention, it's, yes, partially dependent upon, you can't like, you know, retain something you don't put any effort in to, but the actual retention depends upon this blast of heavenly assistance just like with Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem came along and just gave him as a matana, that's referring to the retention of the ideas, holding on to the data, right? A gift from Hashem, daven for that. Yeah, that you have to daven for. But for, to the, to, for the development of your clarity, for the refinement of your understanding, that's dependent upon effort, right? That's what the Gemara says. Very, very important distinction. However, right, when you look at the words of the Gemara, a question arises because that line, if a person says to you that I made an effort and I was successful, I actually mistranslated that. It doesn't say that. Because if it would say that, it would say, Yogati, Vehitzlachti. I made an effort, Vehitzlachti, and I was successful. The Gemara doesn't say that. It says, Yogati, Umutsosi. I was, I, I made an effort and I found, I found it. I found it? What do you mean I found it? I mean, what, what do you find? What, you find lost articles. What lost article is the, what's, what's lost about this? I'm putting out effort to learn, to understand the Gemara to understand the Pasuk, to understand the Maimah Chazal, whatever it is, I'm putting, I'm thinking hard, I'm trying hard to understand it. And now I understand it. I'm not finding anything. I'm losing it. I, I didn't lose it in the first place to be able to find it. That's what we think. That's what we think. But that's not what the rabbis thought or the rabbis knew, as explained by the brother of the Vilna Gaon. Right? The brother of Vilna Gaon, he wrote a very, very famous sefer called uh, Milus Torah. It's all about a beautiful sefer, all about the the quality and the greatness of Torah study. So he says, he says, he says it's a mistake. He says, you know, this that you are refining your understanding, and now you have clarity because of the effort that you've put out to be able to attain that clarity. It's not something which is came out of nowhere. You are actually finding it. 
you're actually becoming reacquainted with it. You're being reacquainted with that which you were given before you were born. Because when we were in our mother's womb, right? Famous Gemara says when we were in our mother's womb, we're taught the entire Torah. Now, this understanding is a little bit different to the standard understanding of it. We always think it's, you know, all of the data was given to us. I mean, that's true as well, but that's not the focus. The, the nature of what you were given our neshamas were given before we were born. Our neshamas were seared and infused with clarity, with clarity, with a pure, pristine clarity of reality, of truth, of reality, of, of Hashem, of ourselves, whatever, whatever that means at that stage in, the, in, in existence. But the neshama is embedded with clarity, with pure clarity. It was given clarity because after all, the neshama is a chilek elokamamal. It's a portion of Hashem. It's a spark of godliness. So by definition, it's seared and infused with clarity. The data, of course, is an important part of it, but that's not the main part of it. I'm going to call it das, right? Das, what is das? Das is more than just data. Chochmabina and das. Das is a deeper level of understanding. Das is connectivity, spiritual connection to the knowledge you have that it's part of you, it's the essence of who you are. And that particular way of understanding something is unique to each and, each and every one of us. That das, that clarity was given, was part of our neshama from the beginning of existence, from our conception. As the Medrash says, that when a person is born, the baby is born, so then the Malach comes along and silences the baby to then prevent it from knowing everything. But the knowledge which it's now silenced from is not just the data. It's silenced from the entire connection to truth, the entire feeling and, 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 and identity with that truth, the das of, of reality, the truth of reality, the truth of existence, and the knowledge of Hashem. All of that is obviously concealed in a baby, obviously. You grow up and, you know, you know it's, it's, as, you, as you, we grow and we develop, we begin to get more and more and more of this. Or for that matter, whatever stage, I just want to say this, whatever stage in our lives we begin, we encounter truth in the true sense of the world, word, that's when our lives begin. And when people, we all, we've heard this, we've experienced this ourselves, sometimes we, we, we bemoan the fact that we didn't learn when we were younger. We weren't exposed to term when we were younger. It's really not our cheshben. That's not our consideration, our calculation. That's Hashem's calculation. Because your neshama, my neshama, and the clarity and the, and the purity of the clarity of that neshama, which it was, which it was, was in at the time of conception, whatever stage in life Hashem deems it the time now to bring that clarity out is when He deems the time for that clarity to come out. So whether it be at 10 years old or 70 years old, doesn't make a difference. That's, a, that's Hashem's calculation, His divine wisdom. At whatever point the, the clock begins to start ticking, when that clarity has to be brought out by the effort of one's own hands. That clarity, that connection to knowledge, that connection to, to wisdom, that connection to Hashem begins at that point. At that point when Hashem deems it necessary, that person now is exposed to truth and reality. That's when the clock starts t- ticking. So when we say, when the Gemara says, I put out my effort, I tried and I exerted myself to understand your words, to understand your will, to understand your mitzvah, to understand your Torah, and I put out the effort, Mitzvah, ah, oh, I found it. I, that's what I am. 
That's who I am. That's what I was when I was a baby, when I was a fetus in my mother's womb. That's me. That is me. That's not that. My understanding is not something which is going to be given to me on a silver platter. You can't expect someone to just kind of give you understanding because that's like someone giving you you. You're you and you're, you're, you're unique. The only way you're going to discover your, new, your, your uniqueness, I'm going to discover my uniqueness, is by toiling and putting out effort to be able to bring out that uniqueness inside of me. And that das, that knowledge, that not knowledge, but that das, that co- connective experience of, of Torah and truth, which is who I am. That's my neshama. That's my unique neshama. That's your unique neshama which was in the womb at the beginning and then kind of concealed and then given over to you to now work at it, to bring it out into reality. That's the metziah. That's the metziah. That's, and that only applies to the refinement, to the clarity, to the thinking, to the mind, to applying the brain. Whatever level of brain we have, whatever tools we have to think, to exert effort, to put out effort, it says, the, the Gemara says, a man was created, Pasek said, man was created to toil. To toil in what, the Medrash says? To toil in Torah, to toil in the pursuit of clarity, of pure clarity of reality, of perception of Hashem, perception of world, of spirituality, of the neshama. That's the purpose of our existence. And when we find it, or when we get to it, through that effort, we found ourselves. We've discovered ourselves. We've discovered that neshama inside of us. And that's the, that is the, that's the concept of your gut, of, of toiling and then finding it in that fashion. And obviously this really, I mean, just, uh, you know, the, you know, this uniqueness of who we are with that chalak, please Hashem, we, we ask Hashem, please grant us our chalak in Torah. There's a little bit of siyatish apparently as well, but the primary thing which the Gemara says is it's your effort. You know, no one's going to give that to you. And this brings me to, you know, just a, a point in general. When we learn, the more active we are in that learning process, then m- you'll get more out of that experience and you'll discover more of yourself. The more you engage in the process, the more we engage in that process of learning, the more we'll get, we'll discover ourselves. Because that, that effort to discover is that effort to discover ourselves as well. And that is, you know, that is the... Uh, there's a, the, that, that's that concept. However, the 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 the, the, the sefer goes on to say, because there's one big condition, and that is a baby's a fetus's knowledge. A fetus's knowledge is only obviously very limited, and even the clarity which it's infused with is limited because at the point is still a fetus. What is still missing from that knowledge or that clarity? The piece which is still massively missing from that clarity is the application of that knowledge and that wisdom and that clarity into action. And this is a very, very important point, which he writes about. He says that if we don't put this into practice, if we have the understanding we, as we, and we put out effort to understand and have clarity, and then it doesn't translate into, into a concretization of behavior, then it's all in the brain. It's all still and all in the head. So you can have data, you can learn a lot of data. You can have a lot of facts in your head. You can even work hard and be able, to, be able to refine that understanding and have this second level of real clarity of it and understand it, make it part of, part of yourself. But the only way that it's going to become truly part of ourselves is we translate it into the world of action. It has to be followed up by action because, because knowledge is in the brain, 
right? Even intimate knowledge, clarity is in the brain, but it's all in the brain. Until it comes down into our emotions, until it comes down into our actions, it's still left in the world of data, of information, maybe refined data, refined information, clear understanding, but it's still in the brain. And it's interesting because there's a, the POSIC says, yes, I just learned this yesterday, the POSIC says about, right before, you know, the, we're going to we come to Purim soon in a few weeks, right? So who was the, uh, who was the arch enemy of, you know, times of Purim? It's a, it's a Haman, descendant from a Molech. Now, when, when did a Molech first attack the Jewish people? What's the first episode of the attack of a Molech? It was right on their trek towards Matan Torah, to the to revelation of Sinai. After they came out of the Mitzrayim, they're walking toward, excuse me, walking toward Sinai, and then a Molech comes to attack them. So the Pasuk, again, in one of these juxtapositions, the Pasuk right before the attack of Amalek, the Pasuk says right before they came that the, the parasha right before that was where they were complaining that uh, they had no uh, water. They had no, you know, they were, the Jewish people were complaining. And that's when the Jewish that's when Amalek, you know, found the opportunity to be able to, uh, to attack. And the, the Medrash says, the Gemara says, because they were weak, they, they, they'd slackened their hands, they were weak, they were vulnerable, they were complaining, they were vulnerable. But specifically, the very last words, or the very, the, the very last words before the episode of Amalek, they were complaining, Hayesh Hashem is Hashem in our midst? Is He not in our midst? Right? And then Amalek comes along, right? So, you know, the same fresh I have over here, Ali Shur, Volbe, he says, like, it's very puzzling, like, Hashem's in our midst, not in our midst, they, they just, they just, Came out of Mitzrayim with all the miracles. They come to Har Sinai, Revelation Sinai. They experience everything, right? Hashem is in our midst. Not in our, what kind of question is that? See, he says he quotes over here. He says that that Hayesh Hashem Berkebenemayin is a very very deep idea. Is 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 it that is it that Yesh, the Yesh of Hashem is in our midst, or is it the Ayin of Hashem is in our midst? What's, what am I talking about? In Kabbalah, the, and then Mister, you know, there's such an idea of, of, of the Yesh of Hashem. And the iron of Hashem. The iron of Hashem is the infinite, the pure, in access, unaccessible infinity of Hashem. That's the iron. Hashem is beyond us, beyond our comprehension completely, right? What's the nature of the Hanhaga? What's the nature of God's running of this world? Is he running the world with the Mida of iron, of the infinite, beyond our comprehension level of Hanhaga? Or is it the Yesh? Yesh means there is, there's a certain presence. Is the Hanhaga the Yesh or is the Hanhaga the Ayin? In other words, the Jewish people at that time were elevated. They just received the Torah. They weren't forgetting God completely. They, they, they knew Hashem was with them. The question was, what's the nature? What's the nature of Hashem? Is the nature of Hashem's Hanhaga? Is it a Yesh Hanhaga? Is it an Ayin Hanhaga? Problem, problem. Because if the learning, if you're learning and you're pontificating and you're philosophizing, is not bringing you to Kiruvah Hashem, to closeness to Hashem, which then manifests itself in the performance of mitzvahs, then it's all in the head. Then that's the, that's the question. They were just, they were pontificate. There was a pontification philosophically. They were mesmerized by the philosophical idea is the Anhaga Hashem, the Yesh Anhaga, the Ayin Anhaga. You know, let's just kind of get back to basics over here. You know, Hashem's with us, you know. Are you keeping Shabbos? Are you keeping kosher? Are you doing this? Are we doing that? You know, that's where it, it, it boils down. That's the full expression of the integration of all that we have in our minds. Suddenly, the Chachma, 
which is the data, and even the connection to that Chochma, the Das, if the Das is now really connected, it's really connected to the performance of the action of our mitzvahs, then Taka we have, you know, we've really become ourselves. And that's the goal. The goal is, you know, this is the whole goal of this. Our goal in life, you know, I said this on Wednesday night, you know, I, I was very, you know, inspired by this. The, the uh, you know, I, I'll ask the question again. Those who are in the class on Wednesday night will know the answer now. What's the very first Pasuk in the Torah which speaks about the purpose of existence, the purpose of life? So the very, very first Pasuk in the Torah which speaks about our man's purpose is right at the very beginning when man was in Gan Eden, placed into Gan Eden. And Hashem gave, told Adam, you're in Gan Eden, la'avda u'l'shamra. To work it and to guard it. You know, this superficial, shallow, you know, way of looking at to, to, to work the garden, that's silly. It's silly to, to understand it that way. Chazal say it's referring to mitzvahs asay and mitzvahs losasay. La'avda means to work it. Gan Eden is life. Man was put into Gan Eden. He was banished from Gan Eden. But our goal is to come back to Gan Eden. And our world is supposed to be a Gan Eden type of world, bringing Kedusha into our world. We're here, La'avda L'Shavra, to work it through what? Not by being a farmer, but by being a farmer of mitzvahs, by doing mitzvahs asay, L'Shavra, and by guarding it, by doing Losa, and by guarding the negative commandments. That's the sum total of existence. That's what we're here for. So that fulfillment of all that we learn through our Chachma, through our data, followed by the das, the connection, the understanding, the clarity of that idea. That makes us into who we are. That brings us back to our identity, neshama, before we were born, but only if it's followed through with action as well. And, you know, I said at the beginning that lechadude, uh, right, is, uh, is to sharpen the brain, to sharpen the mind, the perception. In the shul this morning, I was thinking about this. Oh, that's not, it sounds so similar to lechadude. And you know what? Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a message there as well. Because what are we saying? Come, my beloved. Let's greet Shabbos. Because that's, that's, that phrase is all about really connecting to Hashem. And the way we connect to Hashem is by learning, by refining our learning, by understand, putting the effort out to develop that learning and that understanding to become who we are to become, what our essence is. And only through action, then we'll become, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll truly be able to Greet Hashem, our beloved, and become who we're supposed to become. And with that, we should all, you know, merit to uh, to grow in our learning, to grow in our, in our knowledge, our retention, our understanding, and actualize the true essence of who we really are.